podcasting from the spaceship in the sky to the simulation in the mind. Let's all embark on another journey of Conversations on the Fringe. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project Conversations on the Fringe. This is where we take a uh, break from the political well, action. No, we're not good at tonight. We're going to talk about some things, but we take a break from the world of uh, global conspiracy and we talk about things that make your mind go, hmm, things are outside the norm, things that are usually reserved for a campfire conversation. Yeah. Vince, how you doing? I'm doing Top draw. Happy it's Friday. Happy it's Fringe. Happy to be here with you and the Red Pill family. Let's get let's get weird. Let's get weird. Oh, we're gonna talk about some fringe topics and be a little skeptical tonight and maybe go out on a limb with with some things that are happening right now. Uh, one thing I did want to say is that after this show is over, we do go to Fringe After Dark. That is a subscription uh, Zoom call that we have after this. It's on the socialredpill.com. You can go in there and get a subscription the fringe, uh, to uh, socialredpill.com, and you get all of our Zooms throughout the week. Um, tonight will be no different. And so after the show, if you go on over the, the socialredpill.com and you want to just check it out, you can join up for free. Just go into the feed or send me a direct message, Vince, a direct message to say, hey, I want the link for tonight. We'll send the link out to you so you can join in and we'll continue the conversation, the conversation after the conversation. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about a few different things. I have some clips of old episodes we pulled up to do kind of a best of, um, and that'll bring us into some topics. One thing I wanted to talk about first, though, is the uh, is the UFO topic, because there's a, there's a few things going on with it. There's this uh, paper mache alien in Mexico that was unveiled. It was actually unveiled a few years ago. And per, yeah. the country of Peru has uh, basically tried to charge these people with fraud. The The problem that I see huh. with the uh, what's going on with it. Number yeah. one, scientists on Twitter, scientists yeah. and science like-minded people, people yeah. with stature within that um within that realm uh mm -hmm. people in the ufo community who are usually skeptical have all came out against this things without even weighing any of the evidence to me that's a problem i mean when you see something and just oh it looks like paper mache it's a mummy of course it's gonna look like paper mache mm -hmm. right and they're looking at the x-rays like they're experts and they're like that's a human femur bone as an arm and all this stuff you know these people dismiss it simply from speculation on what they're seeing on social media to mm -hmm. me that is a massive red flag that this thing might actually be real um so yeah one thing that i did see was that nasa contractor will reportedly study the thousand year old alien corpse presented to the mexican congress uh that the NASA contractor is reportedly looking to study the alien bodies that were presented to Mexico's Congress. Uh, Jamie Masson, a veteran broadcast journalist and prolific ufologist, has presented the courts last week. Um, the news comes just one week after Na NASA's top UFO investigator, David Spergel, was presented about the purported alien corpses and did not shut them down entirely. He told reporters, we don't know the nature of the samples. My recommendation is if you have something strange, make samples available to the world scientific community and we'll see what's out there. This is exactly what I said last week go. they needed to do. And yes. apparently this is what they're going to do. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I saw the cake meme. Uh, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited that they're actually going to look into this. Now, if it's a hoax, it's a hoax, but um, I, I have, uh, 
I have friends who who watched this come out three years ago, and it was the same reaction when it came out three years ago. Now, the ufologist from Mexico who found them in the cave. Yeah. Um, this is not like th this guy isn't a bullshitter. And the excavation that actually found them was a real excavation. And so someone would have to have made these things, faked them really bad, took them into this cave that most people had never been into and left them there. So I think that potentially they could be real. They could be, they could be paper mache effigies made a thousand years ago. I, I, who knows, right? We, we don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, then on the other side of the UFO stuff, there was a secret government dump of UFO videos this last week. Border Security, CPS, uh, Customs and Border Patrol, C CBP or CPS or whatever. U.S. Customs yeah. and Border Patrol, CBP. Mm -hmm. uh, they quietly released a tranche of 10 videos of mysterious craft whizzing around U.S. skies. Um, as many of the intelligence officers in the know have called this a threat. And so I'm going to see if this video will play. We'll play this video real quick. Mm. And, and then I'm going to share my thought on this. Let's play this. So you can see that's an airplane. It's trailing the airplane right there. Hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and none of the videos are good quality, which is quite interesting. In the wow. world of 4K videos... You would assume that one would be <laughs> this high looks quality. Like, I know this looks like World War II footage. Yes, but the... but that plane is traveling 200, 300 miles per hour, oh, wow. and that thing is keeping up with it. So that thing oh, is wow. going at a really good velocity. Um, oh, this oh, one wow. is very reminiscent of the Tic Tac UFO shape. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, it even appears to have wings of some sort. Oh, that... But you got to remember, these are also unidentified objects. That Customs and Border Patrol, they were videotaping these things because they did not know what they were and they could not identify them through uh, civilian air control as well as military could not identify these. That's why mm -hmm. they have them and they were classified up to this point. Um, there is a large amount of videos that we'll see here. Um, there's a few of them that kind of look like they're just hovering on the ground level. Um, these are probably taken through uh, night vision, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it appears that way. This is obviously at some type of airfield. Oh, wow. And you got these things flying through these airfields. Now, I've seen objects like this before in my life. I, I oh. absolutely have. I'll, I'll explain one of the UFO sightings that I saw in my life um, about 12 years ago. And it oh, was actually do. pretty profound. Um, but I'm going to kind of go in here and they're showing all these CCTV cameras capturing all these different UFO footages. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's all grainy video and it's pretty horrible grainy video. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the end of the video. Now, every single one of them could easily be a drone. I, um, some every kind of single drone. one of them it could easily be some type of drone. Um, that's my thought on it. Uh, they were not moving at incredible speeds. They're not doing any type of movement that is outside the bounds of our military capabilities. Uh, we know that DARPA had been creating 10 years ago micro drones the size of flies and fleas oh, that could fly through the air at 
you know, 30, 40, 50 miles per hour. If you, um, if you make that bigger and extrapolate that you could have easily spheroid type of drones, um, in spheroid types of drones, people are like, well, how are they flying? You could have some type of airlift system internal to them that we just don't know about. And what I've I mean by like an airlift a, system. I've heard of a gyroscope theory <clears throat> type of thing. Yeah, gyroscope airlift. I mean, you could have that, that center gyroscope spinning, which allows it to basically make these sharp moves like this. And then what happens is you have an... Uh, uh, it's called an airlift. So basically it's sucking air through and the air through goes through a jet turbine and it, boom, it produces a propulsion. And so you add that onto a gyroscope and you're probably going to get those same types of movements. That's my theory. Um, are, are these things alien? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, are they maybe something on this planet that is here with us? That's more technologically advanced and intelligent. Very possible. Are they um, multidimensional? Are they multidimensional? Very possible. Are they ours? Are they human? They they very easily could be human. They very easily could be the the fourth Reich who who's living on the dark side of the moon, right? <laughs> who knows what they could be? Um, the the key here is that the military is saying they're not ours, and I think that that's very important to understand. That this could be corporate, this could be corporations who have developed high levels of technology, who yeah. are test flying this and seeing if they can evade, uh, you know, military radars. This could be China, Russia. This could be uh, another country that's developed this tech but doesn't want to tell anybody. There's mm. so many possibilities. So um, I'm skeptical by nature, and you have to be skeptical by nature with all of this. Oh, of course. I mean, there's that fine line you have to ride between skepticism, openness, curiosity, and suspicion. And uh, absolutely trying to find that happy place. And I think we do a pretty decent job of it. Yeah. So an interesting article on the debrief.org. They're the ones that have broken a few of the different um, UFO stories as of recent. Um, they're... I'm going to read some of this article for you. Uh, writing for the Rand Corporation in 1968, George Kutcher studied the UFO phenomenon and its implications in a report titled UFOs, What to Do, which he analyzed the phenomenon and called for a centralized reporting program to understand which of the nine stated explanations from novel physical phenomena to extraterrestrial probes was the likeliest it could be. The possibility that some UAPs could present extraterrestrial craft was a tantalizing for Kutcher in 1968 as it is today. The opinion piece recently published by The Hill discussed present-day reports of anomalous spherical objects that appear to share similar attributes with UAP accounts that date back as far as the 1940s. Um, the author, Marken von Renenkampf, then makes a startling assertion. <clears throat> According to the Kilpatrick, if you don't know who Kilpatrick, Sean Kilpatrick is the director of the defense, uh, Department of Defense's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Arrow. He says... Uh, where is it? Just lost it. He says, according to, I uh, just lost my place. One second. According to Kilpatrick, this highly anonymous range of attributes amounts to a UAP profile, a target package that Arrow is out hunting for. Given Kilpr Kilpatrick's mention of UAP target package, pa uh, package and the existence of anomalous attribute in the least, a small percentage of modern sightings, three follow-up questions come to mind. First, 
are there any grounded theories or evidence to suggest UAPs might be extraterrestrial in origin? Second, if we entertain the extraterrestrial hypothesis, why would UAP reports convey only anomalies in sensor and other data rather than appearing unambiguous structured craft? Third, if we assume for a moment that these anomalies are stealth probes of some kind, what might their observed behavior suggest about their objectives? Here we explore that, and in this article, they're going to explore the proportions of the true, but um, this is where it got interesting. They say, we explore the possibility that some portions of the truly anomalous UAP sightings could be produced by stealth-driven extraterrestrial probes imbued with artificial intelligence in a highly uh, complex camouflage system. Stealth ET probe with AI, AI embedded in it. So it's basically a drone with AI from now, another dimension or another planet or another region we're not aware of on, our, on Earth. Or maybe it's not aliens. Maybe it's people, like you said. Who knows? Wow. I'm going to yeah. stress this theory again. Uh-huh. You ready for this? Okay. We know that they've been seeing these things since the 1940s. Yeah. Right? We know from the reports of David Grush, Sean Kilpatrick, and so forth, that some of these things have landed and just, that was it. We go pick them up and we recover them. Some of them have crashed and it wasn't us that shot them down. Yes, it was. But we go in there and recover them. Um, but we've been seeing these things since the 1940s. So what are the odds that stealth craft, stealth drones have been flying on this planet since the 1940s? Very, very highly likely. Yeah, Who, whose drones are these? We don't know. Yeah. But let's say that they are controlled by artificial intelligence. Okay. In the 1940s is when they started coming about. What mm -hmm. major milestones did we make in the late 1940s, early 1950s in technology? Nukes, weaponry. Well, yeah. Well, yes and no. no. Okay. Transistors. I thought I had that one. Okay, transistors. <laughs> transistors. Transistors are what make modern-day computers possible. Mm -hmm. There's people like John von Neumann, who uh, basically invented game theory, but he's one of the main reasons why you have the modern-day personal computer, why our cell phones do what they do. Silicon Valley birthed in the 1960s after a revolution of technological advancements in computing in the 1950s. And that was the miniaturization of circuit cards. The creation of doped silicon wafers utilized in electronic circuitry. Before that, you had these big components that took up a lot of space. In oh, the yeah. late 1940s and 1950s, this all miniaturized 10,000, 100,000 fold. Where did they so, learn about that technology? Maybe it's recovered alien technology, reverse engineered alien technology. And are you going back? I think you're going to connect the AI. Or maybe they invented it somehow. Wow. Well, I think what happened is they recovered these things. They put them under some microscopes. They saw what was going on there. They saw some electronic circuitry and they're like, what is this? And they started developing theories on, okay, well, if it's similar to things that we know about today in our physical world, then yeah. this is what this must be and this is what this must be. And they learned and they tested the materials because material science was fairly developed back in that time. And so they could easily test the materials and see that it's doped silicon, right? NPN and PNP junctions. 
So they could easily go out there and realize, oh, that allows them to produce these gateways, these silicon gateways to allow electrical current flow to actually occur. And they can limit it and they can basically, just to give you an idea, is that today with modern electronics, we can micro quantum etch. So 10 to the negative eight, 10 to the negative nine etch onto a um, carbon nanofiber, a circuit pathway, and then dope that pathway to basically be different components. So you can put certain levels of doping within that carbon nanofiber that are going to make it a resistor, a capacitor, a transistor. Like we can do that right now. And they're doing that right now. So this is where I go into it. So let's say that they 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 have this technology and they, we start advancing our own technology under the guise of this technology that we're recovering from these aliens or from whatever the source that it is, Nazis, aliens, interdimensional beings, subterranean beings, I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and something I just thought of right now, it's not surprising then if we went to the moon that um, we use this technology, this computer technology to explore space and go to the moon and stuff. Maybe that's the origin. Maybe that's why they're like, hey, let's use this for what they're using it for. I don't know. Well, just true. well now comes in the curiosity. So what happens in the 1990s when our technology advances to very similar to the modern day? The internet is created. The internet was created in 76, but the internet is created and going public. And they're out there utilizing various forms of this technology that they're advancing. Now, we know from like conversations with whistleblowers and such that they've had problems advancing the, um, the gravitonics and the propulsion and the energy production technology. But right. what if they were able to easily advance the computer technology? What if, what if these probes were meant to come here, land? It, it, there's two theories here. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Number one theory. This is the, the, the good theory and the bad theory, Okay. Number one theory. Give me the good I'm going I'm to fucking extrapolate. This is a whole thing I've already written up, and I haven't published it, and I just write my journal. Can thing. we have the good news first? Okay. Or good theory first? The first theory. Positive theory. Is that there exists a, a highly advanced race, whether interdimensional, subterranean, extraterrestrial, don't know. And let's say that their objective is to learn as much as possible about the universe around them. Okay. Yeah, now so. they, they are like, they are millions of years more advanced than us. Let's say that they are like the root race. They are like the, the top of the echelon in the universe. They, they, they don't travel between planets. They travel between galaxies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that that's who they are. We're just assuming here. They discovered, you know, the limitations of what they can discover. They've gone through all the steps, but here's the thing is if they had lost all that knowledge and somehow went back to the beginning, would they discover a new way to doing it? Would they discover oh. some better way of doing something? Because the, the foundation of who they are today is built upon that progress. So what would be a great methodology to learn more as that state of highly advanced beings? Well, what I would do 
is I would find developing planetary civilizations, civilizations that are at that cusp of technological development, digital technological, technological development, space, um, um, space travel, that type of thing. And I would send my technology, highly advanced technology, to their planet, except for one thing. I would dumb down one portion of my technology, okay? Because what I want to do is I want to advance them in this way, this shape, and this form. And I want to see what they come up with in their technology. And I want to monitor all that. So I add an AI into that drone or whatever that is. But I want to monitor their progress and everything like that. So I send this drone there knowing that they're going to want it. They're going to see that thing. They're going to be like, I'm curious. I want to know what that is. And it's going to crash or land. They're going to go pick it up. They're going to look at it. And eventually they're going to decipher the level of technology that they're able to decipher, like the computer technology, the artificial intelligence technology. And now what happens is they get this little boost of technology mm -hmm. and they start developing their own versions of science and and literature and culture and, and new levels of technology from that. So this race who's observing this, who just sent that catalyst in there, now learns a new methodology of how that foundational computational technology came about. And they do this all throughout the universe. So what they have is they have all these various levels. Let's say they have a million civilizations throughout the universe that are on the stage where we're at. And they're all observing how they develop computer technology. And they're looking at them going, okay, we knew that. We knew that. Oh, wait, we, we didn't know that. What, what is that right there? What did they just come up with? Because that's, they're, they're, they're tapping into the creativity it's like, of humanity's mind, of other races' minds. Yeah, it's their conscious then. And it's kind of like uh, the goal of consciousness, right? To learn to experience the universe. So maybe they're just digging and digging for that aha moment because they're so hard yeah. to find. That's right. And so what they're doing is they're sending these catalyst events all throughout the universe and they're observing these civilizations and they're waiting for the new discovery to come about of something they didn't know. That's the good possibility. Hmm. Here's the other one. They are a malevolent alien race. And instead of coming here, and destroying our planet and destroying our civilization, they send a hundred thousand drones in the 1940s to this planet. We start observing these drones. These drones are operated by AI. They do the same thing. They advance all these one technologies and then dumb down this other technology, let's say computing technology, because computing technology as it progresses will eventually lead to all these other technologies, but it's going to take a little bit of time, but they want them to advance the computing technology because within these drones is an artificial intelligence. And they know that once they start replicating the technology that's within these drones, they, the AI will be able to basically transition into their systems. I've talked about it here before. In 1998, there is a project through the NSA, CIA, so forth, known as yeah. Project Echelon. Uh, mm -hmm. They call it the wiretapping of uh, Bell phones and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Southern Bell phones and all this stuff. It was wiretapping. It was an artificial intelligence that was operating uh, through the NSA that was spying on Americans through the phone networks. Um, one of the theories that we heard is that when the Internet was created, this thing took off. It got out. It was released. Okay. Let's assume that this theory of these uh, malevolent 
aliens who don't have to fight single fire a single shot. All they do is they send technology to a planet. We go, oh my god, look at this technology. Oh, this is cool. Whoa, this is highly advanced. Oh, this is really simple. We know ones and zeros. And we reverse engineer it. When we reverse engineer it, it uploads its AI into our system. The AI begins extrapolating. Hey, this is how you want to create this technology. This is the computer technology. This is a this is a cloud. This is the internet. This is how you want to advance it. We go out there and build it. We make corporations billions of dollars. And that AI goes, oh, by the way, bing, transhumanism. Put the first chips in man, the AI uploads into that person. And now you have Joe Biden who can't figure things out because he's really an artificial intelligent controlled being. Just like Neuralink, they pull out the eye, they put the chip in. That's the AI's connection to it. 5G's constructed all around the world, integrating everybody into it. And we have this artificial intelligence that's taking over humanity as well as depopulating the world and changing the environment, terraforming the planet at the same time. And these aliens from another planet haven't even arrived yet. And what they do is they just wait for the planet to be completely terraformed. They wait for the population to be completely annihilated. And they come in and say, oh, look, we found a planet. Oh, seems to be empty. Wow. Perfect for our life form. New home. Okay. Wow. Good God. That's a great theory. Oof. Now, how good is that theory? Well, Todd, attorney Todd Callender, I, I know mm. Todd Callender. Todd, yeah, Todd is a friend I remember him. And um, he's got a lot of great information. And there's never been anything that he said that I've discounted. Okay. He came out this last week and made some yeah. serious allegations about what's going to happen next, uh, in October 4th on the FEMA emergency alert scheduled test. Oh, wow. What, what did he say? I missed this. I'm going to, I'm going to play this. This is about a five minute video. It's worth the watch. I want oh. everybody to listen to this. Now I I'm playing this. Not that I believe it. Not that I think that this is true or anything like that. I'm okay. skeptical by nature, but I want you to hear what, is being said here, okay? Military attorney Todd Callender is an expert in international law and morbidity mortality law. He's been filing lawsuits and blowing the whistle on the enemy ever since they made the shots mandatory. These lawsuits have led to his research team amassing thousands of whistleblowers that point to a planned Marburg epidemic already paid for by taxpayer dollars in the recent PREP Act. Todd Callender said that inside the lipid nanoparticles, there are sealed pathogens, including E. coli, Marburg, and Ebola, and that different pathogens can be released by different frequencies pulsed through the 5G network. Inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus, and brewer's yeast, amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States and the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents thereby causing a marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on they've already it's already done right the marburg epidemic for purposes of the law has happened 
and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. He also points out that 1P36 gene deletion is the number one side effect of the Pfizer shots, a disease with zombie-like symptoms that make a person aggressive with a propensity to bite. The CDC published a public service announcement on the preparedness for a zombie apocalypse in 2011. That same year, Con Plan 8888-11, Counter Zombie Dominance, was published. The military's advanced ammunition known as multi-purpose rounds are single rounds comprised of multiple projectile options to be chosen via direct communication from the tank fire control to the cartridge chambered in the breech. So it would make sense to arm weaponized vaccines the same way. Popular online personality Jason Shirka has recently posted a warning that on October 4th, FEMA will be using 5G frequencies to activate nanopathogens in the blood of the vaccinated. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. I don't know who this guy is, but I will add that we probably want to turn the 5G off for good, and we definitely need to take control of our government because a plan as diabolical as this would be game over. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right. Wow. Well, listen, I've had a few people send this to me. And uh, Carrie Cassidy sent it to me. Um, a few other people sent it to me. And I just, it's so hard. Cause they sent me Jason Shirka stuff and um, nothing wrong with Jason Shirka. Just, I look at uh, history track record of people and just to me, there's, I don't think there's really good track record there of things that he said that's going to happen that actually happened. So I'm skeptical by nature, but Todd calendar, on the other hand, there's a very good track record and Todd calendar doesn't lie. Todd calendar is looking at the science. Now, I posted this on my Twitter and it said, anything is possible these days. I don't usually go this far down the rabbit hole of actuality other than possibility. Is this possible? And I said, my years working with weapon defense systems, integrated wireless technologies, and my background with understanding biotech, it's a possibility. Is it plausible? I don't see how it fits. Mosquitoes, food, water are such better vectors to carry and transmit a disease, wide scale. Okay. Um, although we did just have one cent burgers at Wendy's and McDonald's that looked the other day that looked like lab meat. 
Yeah. Which could have been a preparation. What if they put something in there? Parasites? I don't know. Who knows? No, well, what if they put Marburg in there? That's where it starts from. What if they put, um, you know, Mar nano gels? Marburgers. Yeah, what, Marburgers. What if they put <laughs> nano gels in there? Yeah. Right. That that hold and contain these these uh, graphene nanoparticles. It's it is weird. They so, are turning so, all the food synthetic. They are everywhere. So my thoughts on this are that is it possible? Yeah, the technology exists to do this. We've we talked about this technology on the show. Just a few weeks ago, we talked about how they were able to send 5G signals and yeah. change DNA, express DNA. How they were able to go in and transmit um, signals into nanotech to basically release release uh, vaccines. How they can transmit vaccines this way. They can ch they can change your immunity with 5G signals. So it's absolutely a possibility. Um, my thoughts on it. I don't feel inside myself that something's going to happen. No zombie apocalypse. No, I just don't see it. There's just so many better ways to do what they need to do. You don't need this diabolical plan of, you know, like integrate the 5G launch. Boom, 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 boom. I'm melting. Like, you, you know what happened is everybody who didn't get infected grabbed their guns and go kill everybody else. Go kill all the Zombies. people who just did that. No, no, they go kill the other oh. people who pushed the button. Like, it, it makes them mm. a target. So, True. And, and if it fails, but only works yeah. a little bit, it affects people. There you go again. So I, I just, I, I don't see the plausibility in it. I don't think much will come from it. Um, but you got to put it out there to the world and say, Hey, look, this is a possibility. Um, yeah. you know, who knows what can happen now? If it did happen, oh, oh. get to, get to your nearest Walmart as fast as possible. You know why you go no. to Walmart? Oh no. Oh yeah. Get to Walmart as fast as possible. You want to know why? Because you're going to take it over and live there. I don't know. No, cause I'm going to go grab the ammo. I'm going to go yeah, to Walmart. I'm going to stock up on ammo. You and a thousand other cart. people. Oh, no. Nobody's going to Walmart. Firstly, people don't even know Walmart has ammo. But the reason you go to Walmart is because there's no armed security there protecting the guns and the ammo. Like there in is at every gun store. Um, dude, as soon, unless you're early, terrible idea, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I'm at two o'clock on October 4th, I will be at Walmart, okay? Okay. I'll be like, just get my cart ready, put the ammo in, like, ah, throw that one over here. <laughs> Turning your phone off. In, yeah. Turn my phone off. Waiting. You're Start seeing some dude. Ah, brains. Brains. I'll be taking my doors off the hinges and putting them up. Open sir, sir, what are you doing? It's a joke. It's a joke. We're, we're running a prank for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Conspiracy theorist goes on crazy rampage during Halloween prank. <laughs> but but understand, like, it, it is a possibility. Yeah. And I know um, that it's like beyond our conception, our, our understanding to, to mm -hmm. see that happen. Now, could it happen? Yeah, there, there's a big chance that something like that could happen. Is it plausible? I just don't see it. 
Yeah, it's probably now, not the most likely, but now if, if they did something like that and it was a slow release where like each person slowly released it, and we had Marburg outbreak or viral outbreaks all over the place and it was slow moving and there was no tracing back to that event. Okay. I, I get that. I don't think that they have that level of technology. I think that that would be rather hard. Yeah. Also, is why would you do it all at the same time? Why wouldn't you – you have MIMO technology, multiple input, multiple output technology with 5G. Why wouldn't you just target the most vulnerable people? You know the age range. You know the vulnerability. You know that the, the egg profiles that they have of everybody online, uh -huh. they know who is the most immunocompromised. And they could easily target those people specifically when they're in crowded areas to release that virus inside them. That person <coughs> starts coughing and spreads it naturally. You wouldn't need this widespread thing. So um, I'm not calling bullshit on it. I got a lot of respect mm -hmm. for Todd Calendar. I think that Todd is looking at the technology because the technology does exist. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say that it's a possibility, but I'm not saying it's very plausible. But we will see what happens. But if it was a zombie apocalypse, Vince. Yeah, this is in one month. Dude, you if, guys ready for the zombie apocalypse? No, I'm not. Oh, that'd be so um, awesome. Oh, that would suck. It's so awesome. <sighs> I, I start thinking, like, what would I do? How many zombies? I mean, I'm not going to be able to clear my entire area. Well, I guess yeah. with a group of people who also had ammo, we might be able to, actually. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, how many zombies would be in your like 20 mile radius? I'd have like 10,000, maybe less, 5,000. You, you know what? There's one song that explains a zombie apocalypse to me. Zombie apocalypse is coming. Are you ready? Get prepared. You've been waiting for this your whole life. The time is now. Stock up on ammo, food, and water. <laughs> Isn't this what they played during Zombieland? Oh, gosh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I love that song. I know it. Have you seen those TikTok videos where the, the woman's like got her hands full and she's walking through a dirty house and this song's like they had the, they put this song to the background right before the drum solo and she falls. And it's Oh yeah, dude. I love that. That's one of the, that one actually made me laugh out loud. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh God, guys. Are we going to see zombie land? Because you know, we, we look at, we watch things like the walking dead. But in actuality, Zombieland will be much like this. This is how this is how the zombie apocalypse will actually be. Planet Earth. Home to over six billion people. Eight billion. Today, 
Our very existence is threatened by epidemics, climate change, and dwindling resources. But those are the least of our problems. Welcome to Zombieland. My mother always told me, someday you'll be good at something. I mean, I don't think she could have guessed that that something would be zombie killing. What do you think? Zombie killer of the week? Close, but no cigar. Zombie killer of the week went to Miss Cynthia Knickerbocker. Gotta enjoy the little things. These fellas really let themselves go. Zombie Land. All right. What do you think, Vince? I think uh, people are mentioning the rules of uh, the zombie apocalypse, and one of them is cardio. And uh, to remember the rest, I don't know what they are. But, yeah. Bill Murray. And what did Bill Murray do? He just dressed up as a zombie and he was able to play golf every day. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you just wipe some of their scent on you, dress up looking like a zombie, yeah. you walk through. That's what Michonne did too in the first season of Walking Dead. Yeah. Zombie, uh, jawless zombie things. Well, yeah, she would chop their mouths off with her sword. But have a good sword. Have a good sword. Now, I don't. I don't have like, a sword. Listen, I, I actually had a dream a few few weeks ago about a zombie apocalypse. So, oh, yeah. I've, I haven't had one in a while. I had a dream I was running from a bear. Always check the back seat. Oh, God. <laughs> Always check the back seat. We're getting up to spooky season, and that's freaking me out. So, I don't. I, I don't want to digress and change topics here, but we, we will. We can come back to the zombie apocalypse if people want to talk. This is open lines, by the way. If you guys have okay, so I forgot yes. we're, we're in open lines. Uh, so yeah, I got yeah. through a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about. So if people have questions, they want to ask something. If they want to um, um, ask in the chat, if you want to come in and join us and ask, let me know. Um, you guys can say, hey, I want to join, and I will throw a link out there to you. We'll DM it to you on Social Red Pill, or if you're on Rumble or something like that, we'll get you the link. Um, but, yeah, because yeah. we actually have a one-time link we can send, but only one person can join with that link. No slum. <laughs> no slum. We're slum. Hey, guys. What's up, slum? <laughs> Nothing. I love slum. Here. I know. Slum, 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 slum. But um, but if, yeah, if you had questions or anything like that, let me know. Jump on in here. We're watching uh, the chats. Yeah, get in here. Join us. It's Friday. Come on. Yeah. Just do it. It's a zombie apocalypse. You imagine. So Vince, do you imagine if that really happened? Like oh, they, they send out a 5G signal. 
the vaccine transmutates from the graphene oxide, releases the uh, it, it undoes the one p thirty six gene, creates a whole bunch of zombies who are spreading Marburg. They all turn green. They all turn green. They're they're festering and they're just walking around. They're violent and they're biting. And they're like, "What are your pronouns?" Ah, and like. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie life matters. <laughs> we want we want our own freedoms too. <laughs> Let me bite you, you bigot. Stop running. <laughs> it's my right to bite you. We're protected. You imagine that like the the zombie coalition comes about? <laughs> yeah, the zombie party. Yeah, We're they're, humans they're too. The zombie party. <laughs> Democrats just go put a whole bunch of picketing signs in their hands. <laughs> wouldn't be much different than what we have today. No, it wouldn't. You get your first. You get your first zombie uh, uh, member of Congress. Oh wait, we already got him. It's Fetterman. Oh, yeah. We have a few. We got Fetterman. We got Feinstein. Like, <laughs> zombie reporters everything just keeps kind of functioning joe uh -huh. biden makes his announcement to the world <laughs> I'm better becomes a zombie and actually improves cognitively <laughs> yeah hey guys my name <laughs> <laughs> oh anybody joining us hey does anybody want to join join us if you can Jeez. We're just having fun tonight, shooting the shit, talking, having fun. Um, did you hear about this solar flare? No. Did it happen? I guess you can't really oh, predict them, can you? Well, so we were fortunate that it wasn't uh, – that it didn't turn into a massive solar flare. Mm -hmm. um, let me see if I can find the video. Um uh, I did not hear about this. This is uh, this is not right. This is kind of concerning. Hmm. Um, I think this is it. Well, let me see if this is it. Uh, that's not it. <laughs> I think it was this girl, though. Hold on. Let uh -huh. me see if that's... It was her channel that did this. Um, and she's all about the Galactic Mission and Galactic Federation okay. and stuff. But hey. there, this was... Um, where is it? There's this video I just watched on my TikTok. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it is. Um, solar flare. Well, it was solar activity. So basically, what had happened is that... Was it Solar Dragon? No. So basically what happened is one quarter of the sun released a magnetic loop. So you know how big the sun is. A million times bigger than the Earth. So the sun basically did a magnetic loop out. So it had like a flare come out yeah. that covered a quarter of the sun. Whoa. And it hit Earth. We're lucky really? it didn't turn into a flare. Now, the interesting thing is, is it hit the Earth 16 yeah. hours before predicted. So it got here 16 hours faster. Huh, huh. And they're baffled. They have no idea what just happened. What? Yes. 
So like NASA scientists are coming out going, we don't know. But it was one of the most massive um, yeah. solar events that have happened in a very, very long time. Uh-oh. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah, I was just looking to, I, I, don't, I can't seem to locate it. An M8 class solar flare. And I think it's supposed to hit tomorrow or something. Uh oh. Oh. Uh, Russian scientists warn of powerful solar flare activity on Monday. I don't know. Well, this one just hit, but there's there's a whole bunch of M-class flares hitting the Earth right now. Um, it may interfere with shortwave communications. Yeah, here this guy's got it right here. Let me see. Share this guy. That's not what I'm looking. That's Archons too. What the hell is that? Hold on. Yeah, this is interesting. In 2022, a geomagnetic storm triggered by a large burst of radiation from the sun and knocked out 40 then newly launched SpaceX satellites. Interesting. Check this Three out. Three solar flares were observed. Earth just got planet. super lucky as we just dodged one of the largest solar explosions that scientists have ever seen. So just yesterday, a giant eruption covering over half of the sun shot right at us here on Earth. A flood of solar particles is washing over Earth after a giant filament arced away from the solar surface and burst into space, shooting out an eruption of material right at Earth. When things like this happen on the sun, it affects radio communication, it can throw satellites out of orbit, and it can even disable some of our power grids if it hits us hard enough. Scientists like this were saying this is the biggest eruption they have ever seen, and they've been observing the sun for over 50 years. Now, one of the good things that does come from this is this is what it looked like in the north last night when the solar eruption finally reached us. It created these northern lights. We dodged a huge bullet because they expected the solar flares to get here later in the evening Monday, and it got here a whole 12 hours before scientists even expected it. Yeah. So that's concerning because you go back to my conversation with David Dubay, D- Dubain, yeah, about the solar this- activity picking up <clears throat> and what's happening with the sun. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We when, are when was these- this? Um, it was on AMP After Hours a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. But I, I'm telling you right now, we are moving into a cataclysmic type of cycle that I've talked about, but it's also evolutionary. I believe that it's conscious evolution. I think that when you mm. have an increase of solar activity and an increase of cosmic a- activity, our consciousness begins to expand, but the potential for um, destructive solar flare, this type of activities definitely increases. Yeah, fascinating. Did we wow. get any takers? Anybody want to come on? Not that I see. I was just checking. Oh, no. did anybody so send sad. us a message on the app? No, no, that's come okay. On. No, that's fine. Yeah, we don't need them. We don't need you. Come on, you don't know me, fool. You don't know me. Well, there's always the after chat for if you're shy. Don't be too shy to say hi or too high to say shy just after this. That's right. Now, now this is pretty cool. So um, if you're wondering what this movie is in the beginning, it's the movie Pi. 
Oh, um, is that with the lion? No. Tiger? No, different, different movie. Different, oh, different movie. Life of Pi. Oh, this is um, like a documentary. <laughs> yeah. No, this isn't a documentary either. It's an older Pie. movie. Um, but also, and then the guy talking is Len Horowitz. Um, but this is very, very interesting in the sense of kind of how the Phoenician, Canaanite, Hebrew languages came about, their meaning, their contract, and then what the English language actually is. So pay attention to this. This is a pretty cool video. The ancient Jews used Hebrew as their numerical system. Eh? Each letter is a number. Like the Hebrew A, Aleph, it's one. B, Bet, it's two. You understand? But look at this. The numbers are interrelated. Like, take the Hebrew word for father. Av, Aleph, Bet. One, two, equals three. All right? Hebrew word for mother, Aim, Aleph, Mem, 140 equals 41. Sum of three and 41, 44. All right? Now, Hebrew word for child. All right? Mother, father, child. Yelled. That's 10, 30, and 4. 44. Torah is just a long string of numbers. Some say that it's a code sent to us from God. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's just good stuff. Check this out, okay? The word for the Garden of Eden, Kadem. Numerical translation, 144. Now, the value of tree of knowledge, all right, in the garden, right? Eitz Hachayim, 233. 144, 233. Now, you can those take those numbers. numbers. So, you know, like the Fibonacci sequence? Fibonacci. Fibonacci's... Um... An Italian mathematician in the 13th century. If you divide 144 into 233, the result approaches um, theta. Theta? Theta. Greek symbol. Golden ratio. Golden spiral. Wow. I never saw that before. That's like that series you find in nature? Like the face of a sunflower? Wherever the spirals, you see this math everywhere. In ancient mystery school Pythagorean mathematics, there's only nine numbers in the universe. Nine numbers. Ten is actually one plus zero, that's one. Zeros are placeholders. That's a man-made creation. Creator's language is math. There's only nine numbers in the universe. One through nine. The numbers have a resonance, a frequency, a deep sacred geometry. And that this... Three sixes and nines is special, are very special. Who said that? How about last century's greatest genius? Not Einstein, Nikola Tesla. It's actually John Keeley. Tesla taught his students John Keeley and Royal Raymond Rife and others. If John Keeley was the powers years of the three sixes and nines, Tesla. it would be a completely different universe. Not just world, universe, said Tesla. The alphanumerics, alphabet numbers, alphanumerics of the English language, one through 26. But we talked about earlier, there's only nine numbers, so you've got to use the Pythagorean mystery school math method of reducing the double digits into the single digit integers. So you take one through nine, 10 is one plus zero, that's one, 11 one plus one is two, one through nine, one through nine, one through eight. And then he took the words faith, trust, and God. Oh, wow, isn't that interesting? He noted they're all eights, the infinity sign, God's number. Nine is completion. Now you might say, oh, well, that's nothing fancy. There's nothing, you know, it's just interesting, but it doesn't prove anything. Here you go. In the Bible, the Creator never adds or subtracts, always multiplies. 
So you take the multiples of 8. 1 times 8 equals 8. 2 times 8 equals 16, where 1 plus 6 is 7. 3 times 8 equals 24, where 2 plus 4 is 6. Three, 4 times 8 equals 32, where 3 plus 2 is 5. Suddenly, Eureka! You have a 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 9, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Countdown pattern. Perfect for the English language in reverse. There's a reversal here. Mathematical to language, alphabet. But interesting, when you then see, you take the English alphabet backwards to the English alphabet forwards, add them together, 8 plus 1 is 9, 7 plus 2 is 9, 6 plus 3 is 9, 5 plus 4 is 9, it's always 9. That means it's perfect. Math never lies. That's why it's God's language. One and one is always two unless you're a cheater, right? <laughs> but what's fascinating and definitive is that you see that the English language that we're speaking today is laid out perfectly, mathematically, but backwards. Now you begin to see that there are sacred languages. The sacred languages were Hebrew, ancient Aramaic, Sanskrit, and Babylonian. That when people spoke those languages, there was a resonance of basic fundamental mathematics, a musical resonance in the voices, in the communications. People were singing together, not just speaking together. And that when they did that, it had this communion, interpersonal communication, communion from the hearts. And it had this uplift, spiritual, this blessing, anointing coming from the Creator so that we could be in communion. This whole process of pulling it down and together and being blessed with that flow of community and communication for divine communion, ultimately, the expression of divine in each of us. So this is what we realized. You read Hebrew from, from right to left. You read English from left to right. Flipped. Reversal. Now, this is absolutely certain. I showed you, for example, <coughs> that X's are sixes. X's are sixes. So, to show you how this truth is infiltrated into our culture, by design, not mistake, and that the global industrials who, are, who have done that are still using it. And we see it, but we don't see it. We see it all the time, but we don't know it. Here are some examples. This is, I actually, in the book, Death in the Air, decoded the Illuminati's code that you see in their logos. You see them all over. I'll give you some examples. X's are sixes. So are O's. So American Idol, which my family adores. I do too. Idol worship. It's on Fox. F-O-X. Six, six, six. But that's not where it ends. It's infiltrated completely into our culture. You sign your letters to loved ones, X's and O's at the bottom, kisses and hugs. You're writing six, 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 six. <laughs> when you play tic-tac-toe, board, X's and O's. At the end of the game, you got six, 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 six. Nine sixes. Six times nine is 54. Five plus four is nine, that's completion. End of the game. Rockefeller, Rothschild, cartel. That they, that they deceive the wealthiest men of all the nations and practice sorcery. The root word of sorcery is pharmacopoeia. Pharmaceuticals is the root word of sorcery. And they cast magic spells to do it. It says that's exactly what the hypnosis machines called the television are. Casting magic spells, indoctrinating people into the cult. Into the deceptions. Thank you to the Rockefeller cartel. Operating on behalf of the royalty of Europe and the banksters of Europe that are running Carnegie and Rockefeller institutes and foundations. The fundamental mathematics of this 
starts with the whole note. The whole note in music. Mm -hmm. Reflecting the whole cosmic system. Now imagine you were God for a minute. Excuse your imagination. And you were all that was. Boring. You'd be bored. Moreover, think about this for a second. If you were all that was, if you expanded yourself as, let's say you were God, in all directions to infinity, in all directions, massive outward growth and beyond, beyond, until there was nothing less but you, there would be nothing else but you. That means everything and nothing is the same. Same. It's all, it's all in that one symbol. That's what that symbol represents. Now, the shortest distance between two points, the creator and you, is a straight line. So you divide that, now you've got the rudimentary eight, which is the infinity sign on its side. You see 45 degrees, 90 degrees, 180 degrees, it's all Masonic, it's all architecture, it's all sacred geometry, it's all the buried mathematics. Now flip this up, look, you flip this one up here, flip this one down here, now you've got your X. That's how you came up with your X's, which are actually also alphanumerically the sixes, which I shared with you, is a symbol. Like you see how the divide the eight and a half, you've got your three. But you also have this six here, which you cut off a little piece here, you got your six, which represents the spiraling down, spiraling down from heaven to manifest into earth. And nines, the, other, the opposite, completion, going back up, rejoining creator in the wholeness of heaven. That's the sacred understanding underlying our most fundamental mathematics. That's Len Horowitz there. Now, I don't agree with everything he says, but uh -huh. it's interesting. Yeah, we send that link so we could share it on the app for big and a couple people asking. No. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sure thing, peoples. That's fascinating. And they can Try find it uh, on, I'll, I'll repost it on my TikTok, so they can just go up go. there. I want to add my name up. You want to add your name up? Uh, yeah, yeah. 14, 15, 16, 17. Wait, wait, wait. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Depends which Jermachi you use. Just the one through nine one. So. My full name in Hebrew Jermachi is 1047. That's a 12. That's three. That's transition. Hmm. It's interesting. In, in uh, mm -hmm. English Dramatia, it's 660. Yeah. Which is 12 again, which is three. But, you know, and, and I was thinking about this today with 666. Is, mm -hmm. I think it's one of the, missed, uh, one of the most misunderstood ah. numbers out there. And yeah, I think Ye just said that in the chat too. She said, look at 610. So, what, or 616, she said. She said oh. 616. Uh, she can explain that in the after dark chat if she wants to. Um, but 666 is, they claim in Revelations, is the number of man and the number of beast. Well, it definitely is the number of man. Because if we think of nine as perfection, right? Yeah. Is that. In various other mythologies, there's three there's three stages of creation. Okay, mm -hmm. three stages of creation. In Taoism, uh, you have three stages of energy that come together. Okay, mm -hmm. and so those three stages, six, six, and six, when added together, are eighteen, which is nine, which is perfection. 
So 666 added up in Dramatia is, is 18, which is nine, which is perfection, right? And so uh, also carbon, six neutrons, six electrons, six protons. Yeah. Carbon-based life form. And there's, there's various other arguments to that point. And uh-huh. the reason why they, they say in Revelations, and if you take the spiritual interpretation of Revelations, that Revelations isn't talking about something that's going to happen on the planet, but instead what happens inside of you in the sense of a spiritual revelation, 666 is the, man, the number of man and the number of beast. The, the man that's rising up and the beast, which is your lower state. So you have two states of existence of which you can exist in. Um, this is clarified in, in various different um, spiritual literatures outside of the Bible, um, especially ones that predate a lot of this stuff. So huh. that really John's revelation was about obtaining this high level of consciousness. And this is what the seven <clears throat> churches are, the, the, the seven seals, all of this stuff is yeah. the unraveling of the inner turmoil, the inner suffering within you, the beast within you becoming defeated, the rising of the serpent within you, the, the rising of the, the mm-hmm. energy within you going to a point of enlightenment. But Love it. Uh, so the devil really is everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, depending on your perspective is the devil can be inside of you. The devil could be... Um, an aspect of an archetype that's expressed within you. Um, the devil, Satan, could be an actual physical being. Um, do I believe that? No, I, I, I don't. And I don't believe that Satan is a real actual physical being. Um, but although there, there are theories, like we talked with David Ike the other day, and he said that Shatan, um, uh, Ibis, and, and you know Lucifer, all this stuff, could be easily looked and viewed at as an interdimensional being where yeah. it's where our dimension basically melds into another dimension. And these things are able to come down into our dimension and feed off of human energy to mm. where that could be the Satan figure. Um, I would be more aligned towards that theory than really anything. I like that. I like that. Cause that, that's just what makes a lot of sense to me. All right. Well, if you guys want the link from that video we watched earlier, It'll be on socialredpill.com. Awesome. All right. Uh, do we have any questions out there? And no, I don't want to talk about revelations. <laughs> I don't want to talk about 666, but I wanted to show that to you guys because I thought it was really cool. Um, now, other news. Happening. I don't know. What do, what do you think? <clears throat> what do I think? Uh Jeez, I'm not. I don't know. What's the gematria number for cat? C is three. A is that's got to be John Raider. T is two. Yeah, six. Oh no, John! If you got three cats, that's six, six, six. Well, my name is thirty-three, and three plus three is six. So does that mean I'm a cat? Yes. Fringe questions only. Fluism. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Fringe questions only. Yes. You're welcome, Fig. I love this. Uh, this number thing really blew my mind, Josh. I'm glad you uh, brought that. Oh yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I think there's something to it, and it blows my mind. So that means English is 
maybe the complete reversal. We talk about the reversal of, or the uh, corruption and switching of uh, symbols and things. Is that essentially what happened with the English language? You know what I mean? Well, I was talking about this, I think, last week as well. Uh huh. Is that think like, of the various words in the English language, right? Okay. Just take religious words, for example. Okay. Okay. Prayer. Uh, I don't know. Prayer. Prayer. Sure. We pray to God. Really? That's what it. That's what an eagle does to mice in the field. It preys on them. Mm. Right. It's predatory towards them. Are we predatory to, to God? Well, guess what? Mm. A lot of the ways that people pray is very, I want this and I need this and you need to make yeah. this happen, right? That's predatory mm. praying. Okay. Mm. Well, how about the word church, which is Gaelic for Kirk, okay, which derives from the Greek goddess Circus, who is a beautiful goddess that lured men in the cave with her beauty. And some traditions say that she turned them into hogs or that she devoured them devoured their souls that's where the word church comes from uh-oh think about the word worship we worship christ but also u.s navy sailors sail on warships and engage in warfare mm. Mm. how about this do you know what the word god uh, gospel means Godspell or good spell. I learned that from you. That's right. It means Godspell. And you can look at the etymology of that word. It's God's, God's spell. Spell? What's a spell? Words, letters, language, I suppose. That's right. You know, it, it, it's interesting, too, because uh, I'm writing this book right now um, on, on money. So digging into all my pulling out a lot of notebooks and, and researching a lot of stuff. And I was talking about this in the dark delight show earlier, yeah, but do you know where the word money comes from? The word money? No, but you're writing a book on money. Why don't you just use like pages of paper? Wouldn't it be just more traditional and simple? <laughs> you're a funny one. <laughs> where does the word money come from? Well, firstly, look at the word and break it apart. Mo ni. Okay, how about man, man? Yeah. I, man, I. Yeah. Now, if we take that word man, M O N, as uh -huh. a prefix and we put it on monarchy, monarchy means the one, one ruler, the single ruler, where mon, man is one. a shortened derivation of mono, meaning one or solo. Uh huh. So, so money, man, yeah. I, one I. One I. What's on the back one of the dollar bill? The one the all seeing eye, the, the creepy uh, globalist uh, occultist stuff. That's right. But one the word eye. actually etymologically comes from the epithet of the goddess Juno or Hera oh. in Roman and Greek mythology. And the epitaph is ma uh, Moneta. And Moneta, mm. all right, was the epithet that represented the vital life force represented it by the god goddess Ju Juno. So money, therefore, has its origins in the derivation of the vital life force. 
So money is a intermediary of exchange of the vital life force. Now, what do people do every day of their life when they go to work? They exchange their time and their energy for money. They exchange their vital life force for money. That's how powerful words are. That's we we need oh, to gosh. understand words. Yeah. Oh, it really, it's really something when you when you think about it that way. Like, how much is your life force worth? <laughs> really? That's what it is. Oh. oh wow. You know, the ancient uh, you know, the land of Cana, the, the Canaanites. Mm. This is where the ancient Phoenicians came from, who were the first bankers. The mm -hmm. Phoenicians ended up um, taking over the Roman Empire. They became the Khazarian Mafia. Okay. Mm -hmm. These are the tribes of Cana. Um, they brought about the first language. So the phonetic alphabet that we have today is from the Phoenicians. Phonetic Phoenician. Um, they were the first bankers. And why do they call them bankers? Banks. Because of banks. Trading. Because... Banks. Let me ask you this. Boats. Rivers. Right. So rivers, rivers and boats, the Black Sea, is that they would exchange the goods that they had acquired on the banks of the water. And if you followed the current, what regulates the current in a river? The banks of the river. The banks of the river, river regulate hmm. the currency. Yeah, they set up boundaries. <laughs> That's right. Huh. I could go into all of that. That's that's know, old Jordan Maxwell stuff. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a fun one. I think what we're gonna do is if we don't have any questions, if people don't want to jump in, that's fine. Uh, we're gonna yeah. go to Fringe After Dark early. And so, what I want you to do is, if you want to go to Fringe After Dark, uh, you need to yes. join socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com. You can join for free, and if you want to get in, you just ask me. You just ask me for the link and just go on there into the feed. Josh, I want the link for tonight. Vince, I want the link for tonight. Send me a message, whatever you have to do, but just sign up, go in there. Um, and actually what I'll do is I'll post the link. So if you go signed up, you'll get a notification saying, Josh has sent you a message. Boom. And there's the link. Um, so go ahead and do that. Uh, we're going to go into fringe after dark. It's going to be uh, a, a good show. We're going to talk about Yay. a lot of things. Apparently I'm going to hear about it in zoom. If I don't repent, not repenting. Hey, Sorry. I can't wait to hear from you. Yay. I hope you're there tonight. I hope you're available. If not, yeah. you can always catch up another night, but I, I know you have a, a wealth of knowledge on this stuff and I'm looking forward to the after chat tonight with all of the red pill family. Oh gosh, this, I never have, I, it never ceases to uh, amaze me the things that come up during the show. Yep. So thanks for having well, me. Tonight. I saw rainy rocks actually talk about this. I want to just put this last one out. Mm -hmm. Um, if English is the inversion of words, mm -hmm. he said that the word God is dog backwards. So if you invert the word God, you get the word dog. Now, why mm -hmm. does that make sense? Because if we look at the Christian or the Coptic origins mm -hmm. of, of Hebrew, of Judaism, of Christianity, mm -hmm. one of the primary gods and goddesses worshipped was Isis and Osiris. Isis was the star Sirius, also known as the dog star dude no way dog dogma holy cow i know Oof. the world's crazy the worry world's crazy man all right wow. much love respect god bless you guys you guys take care we'll see you guys next time on conversations on the fringe take care